Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing. The people. The jockeys. The horses. The gates open now. They're off and racing. Time now for punters post-mortem. Have a look at this. How much did this have on the field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls. Welcome to punters post-mortem. Yeah, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Punters Postmortem on this 26th of April. I hope everyone has had a wonderful weekend in New South Wales. If you're listening elsewhere in the country, uh, good morning and welcome via the Tab app or Sky Racing Active or however you're listening to it uh, via a digital device. But if you're listening on the radio over New South Wales, we're going to try and find you uh, a winner today on Sky Sports Radio. We've got our normal programming after Punters Postmortem, but this next hour, as always, is about you guys. So any calls you may have to our team of Ron Duffersey, Dean Lester and Glenn Munsey, 13.53.53 is the open line number. And, of course, uh, we're getting plenty of texts on the BSB text line. So uh, you can text those uh, or keep keep those questions coming in and we'll get to as many as we can over the next hour. Well, the Sydney Carnival wraps up uh, for another autumn and we had a, a really good day of racing there on Saturday, but uh, it doesn't mean the racing will stop. We're going to have some standalone meetings now and it's going to blend in beautifully with that carnival in Queensland. Uh, Ron Doversey, good morning, mate. Uh, what did you make of the track on Saturday? Because there's a lot of chat about the track last Monday. Uh, how long's a week? Um, it was a perfect <laughs> track. <laughs> it was a perfect track. You know, sometimes we get to uh, Ramwick rail out, last day of the carnival, there can be, you know, a little bit of bias there, And but I thought it was very, very good. Um, they were running fast enough times, breaking 1.9 for the 1200s, which is a perfect Ramwick track, and horses enjoyed running on it. Um, I think horses pretty well run to form. Um I know a lot of inside draws ones, but that's why you know that's why it's an advantage drawing in the inside. Uh, they were off the fence a little bit, so that was good. I think every horse had their chance. I was very comfortable with the track. Wish we had one like that every week. Dino, uh, Dean Lester in our Melbourne studio. Good morning to you, mate. Um, you were watching, no doubt, sitting from afar, but there was also some good racing in Melbourne on the weekend. Yeah, there was, Dave. Uh, stakes race both days, but uh, yeah, Randwick played beautifully, but. Uh, Still a star for Tasmania winning on Saturday in the anniversary Vars yeah. and through Irish eyes. We've been waiting for him in the St. Ledger and uh, he uh, delivered yesterday. He was uh, too good and too strong and uh, he's quite a promising stayer. And Glenn Munsey joins us as well. Glenn, um, how was your day, mate? Did you back a winner? Uh, I had something on Colding, Dave. We gave it a decent push on Friday morning and uh, was rewarded there. Uh, didn't get the double figures, but very, very close to it. Uh, um, interesting days racing. I, I think um, a lot of people commented on, on how the track was. And remember, the, the, maybe the, the mistake uh, they made the previous week was watering at 9 o'clock on the Friday night because the watering, it only went two mils. Uh, they put one mil on it on uh, during this week and they put that on at lunchtime on Thursday. Mm. Uh, let's get back uh, to Duff. Let's talk about this uh, all-age stakes. Uh, Colding was obviously very good and Munn's just mentioning it that uh, there were punters, you know, taking that $9, that double-figure odds. What did you make of some of the beaten brigade? Uh, we'll start with Mars Crusader. Yep, well, it just wasn't uh, run to suit him. It's as simple as that. He um, he did his thing. He gets back in the field. And with horses like that, you have to have things fall into place. He still come home as fast as anything in the race. But um, as the wise men tell me in the old days, no uh, no early speed. It's a, you know, early, uh, sorry, no speed early means nothing with the finishing speed. So he had excuses. He was only beaten just over a length. Um, like I said, he's come home fast, so I thought it was a good run. Uh, if you didn't back him, if you backed him, you, you, you're disappointed. But uh, all in all, I thought he went well. It just all fell in, into place with those horses, you know, up on top of the speed, Colding following the leader, Sevetiano stalking, but seven weeks between runs at 1,400. Cascadia just held up for one stride, but that would be nitpicking to say that he should have won. Uh, Prague was outstanding. Again, uh, Kementari, it's a bit of a bunch finish. Kementari was okay up the rail. 50 stars was a real eye-catcher on a dry track. Uh, so, And a bunch finish, you could say, well, what do we think of this form? I still think it's strong. I still think it's strong. It was. I think they're all uh, bunched because of the way the race was run and the sprint home. Dino, what type of figures came out of the all those stakes? Dino, are you there with us? 
Yes, they uh, connection. Yep, no, Sorry, they, no, no, um, they, uh, well, they ran very good time, as uh, mentioned, and it was a bunch finish, but yeah, I think uh, for where they're going, um, as uh, Duff said, it was it was a, a steady first six hundred, but then a really fast last eight hundred, and uh, and you know all of those horses capable of doing that. But uh, uh, very happy with uh, fifty stars. Uh, he was best last two hundred of the meeting, so uh, he heads to the Hollandale in two weeks, and that's promising to be a terrific race. Certainly is. Um, just on from a Melbourne perspective, there's already a text here, Dano. What did you? What do? You, what do we do with Tangaloa? Uh, he's retired, so you don't have to worry about him. So he's gone. Got a mare. You got okay. a mare. You can send him to stud. So okay, Tangaloa. And what about Zatori? Uh, Zatori, I think he's just a fresh horse. I'm I'm not against him having a go at uh, these sort of runs, but. He only had the two weeks between runs, and I think he's a four weeks between runs kept fresh and, and even tried over further, but uh, he's better on the fresh side. Right. Um, question here for you, Duff. Uh, should we be putting uh, horses like uh, Savatiano or especially Prague in the black book? Sounds like Prague. Was Prague the run of the race, in your opinion? Um, probably. Probably. Um, you know, him and probably... Uh, 50 stars was probably the two eye-catchers who um, I would say overachieved to a certain extent considering the makeup of the field. So, you know, I, I don't know what you do with a horse like Prague now. You know, he's another horse. Well, I think they'd be thinking, well, you know, do we send him to start as well? Everyone wants to go to start, but he, he's a horse that could. We haven't seen the best of that horse yet. Stradbroke, surely. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. But uh, then I'm hearing, you know, maybe they want to stop with him as well and I think that's a bit silly yeah there's there's something for that horse and he'd be worth a lot more money in six months time than he is um, now I'd suggest but uh, we'll leave that to connections Munns on the back of uh, the the races on Saturday especially the all-age was there any sort of significant movement or any shift anywhere in that the Queensland markets I mean are these horses there was any chat on track of these horses, you know, getting on floats and going up there as their next mission? Well, a lot of the Queensland races, Dave, haven't actually taken the nominations uh, as yet. So, you know, you're dealing with the pre-noms market. So it's only our opinion on, on what these horses are possibly going to do. You look at like a horse like Prague, who's a $15 chance in the Stradbroke, but being $15, that's third pick. There's 10 of them at $15, and that's the sort of situation you've got when you're doing pre-noms markets. You're just trying to work out what could possibly go there uh, and what races they could be aimed at. You know, maybe even a race like the Kingsford Smith uh, we, for, for Prague or on, the, on the way to the, the Stratty. Gents, do we like pre-nom markets, or would, would you prefer just to have the all-in market opened when the nominations came out? Oh, look, I'm well, David... Big- from sorry, Dino, but yep. from a business point of view, it's all about attracting interest in these races, Dave. Exactly. You know, yeah. you, you, here we are. You know, with a full suite of uh, not a full suite, but a, a pretty good selection of feature races in Brisbane. And before they're even the nominations are taken, the official start of the carnivals the first of May, uh, in all the the publicity from Queensland Racing, and and we've got the markets up on a number of races already, and they haven't even got noms for them. And it's mm. a it's a bit of a free swing, isn't it, Munns? Because if on yeah, if they don't nom, you get your money back. No, well, there's a horse like, you know, you talk about through Irish Eyes, Dean, that you've been yeah. pumping up its tyres for a number of weeks. You yeah. would have thought probably it would have went to South Australia. But now, uh, Kieran yeah. Ma said this morning, no SA derby for it. Queensland. It's going to Queensland. Mm. Yep. Uh, let's get to our first caller, and we've opened the line. So if you've got calls and questions, as many as possible today, 13.53.53. We've got Bob on the line. Morning, Bob. Hi, mate. Yeah, I've got a question for Dean. Yes, Bob. Uh, Dean, where's where's Dwayne Dunn these days? Well, Dwayne Dunn had that neck injury uh, back in September when he hit the top of the barriers uh, and suffered a pretty nasty neck injury. Got the he had a, a treatment where they they sort of um, deadened some nerves in his neck and and uh, gave him the all clear to ride. And he rode, I think, two meetings. And uh, he couldn't uh, he couldn't handle how it was going. So uh, at this stage, he's uh, pretty much in limbo. But uh, it's a yeah a nasty neck injury that's uh, just sort of not coming right. Yeah, because oh, I thought he was in, just in his prime, and you know he was I like five dollars for every time he rode the first and last winners on a Saturday. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, great, just a great racing uh, brain, I'm sure. Uh, well, he wouldn't be lost to racing. Uh, he, if someone would uh, pick him up as a racing manager or something, or you know, his you know, his comments. Uh, we've had him on uh, Melbourne Radio. He's right to the point. He knows he knows racing inside out. Uh, Duff probably from his days in Hong Kong, and uh, he's worked with a lot of very smart minds. Yeah, yeah, great jockey. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether he's just a great jockey. He's a great got a great racing mind about him. Yep. He, he he does his form. He walks his tracks. He's a great judge of a track. And, he, does, uh, he actually does like ratings, like as if he was, you know, doing the form, you know, mm. l- like like we we would do, or uh, yeah. And he's he's full bore on ratings. He's very big on it. Yeah, he's a real professional. Mm. Someone told me too. Do you know he was in the property game as well? He on the side he used to do. Oh, he's a, a jockey. He's a real, <laughs> yeah, he's a jo- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's got one. But he could sell it for him. Yeah, <laughs> no, but he, but he's he's been involved with like being a real estate agent or something along those lines. Um, no, I think he's just, still doing that just, now. Just a bit of developing and things like that. I think he's done. Dave, just spending uh, a lot of cash. That's well, yeah, that's right. Sounds like most, sounds like most jockeys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, thank you very, Bob. Uh, thank you very much for that uh, call. Uh, back to Sydney. A couple of texts here. I'll, I'll go back to you here, Duff. Um, lost and running. What did you make of it? And was it up to you know a a group standard in your opinion? Oh, there's no doubt he's up to a group standard. Um, he he was very, very good there on Saturday. He he controlled the speed, he sprinted, he ran fast enough time, he did it with his head on his chest, he did it at 1,200 metres. He know he can handle it wet, we know he can handle it dry. He's got a lot of, a lot of boxes ticked for a good horse to win a good race. You know, he's been well handled. He's four-year-old and he's rising five. That was only his sixth run. Um... Yeah, I I think he's very, very exciting. He beat what we were all raving was a really hot benchmark 88, and he treated him with contempt. Uh, so, yeah, no, he's a, he's a serious sprinter, I think. How, how serious? Do you like, so you think he's Group 1 material? Uh, well, I think we'll learn more and more every start with him. Um, there's no doubt about it. He's um, He's one that you'd be sort of keeping an eye on if he could... Uh, go to the Luskin Star and and John, if John stops with him or, or or goes on or treats him like come back and treat him like a serious horse and run him in one of the Everest lead ups. Um, see yeah. how good he really is. Well, they put him in at twenty six dollars in the Everest market. Now you may not hear this over the next few months um, about horses being touted as Everest champions. It's a new race we've got here in Sydney. What uh, price through Irish eyes just on the off chance he becomes a sprinter? First up, uh, the Kieran is considering you. running first up in the in the Everest with through Irish eyes on his on his way to the Melbourne Cup. That's right. Um, John sort of cuddled him though, and I've had him on the program before, and he sort of said, "Look, you know, we're just going to take our time." Uh, with this horse and sometimes he's been too brilliant for himself at home he wants to you know maybe overdo things in work and John said you know he can sometimes find trouble with uh, you know in terms of his soundness so Scone so is he Scone's next I and think then, yeah, yeah yeah I think I, I had him on Saturday morning and I think he was indicating that geez he barked at me when I I said can he run 1200 metres whoa yeah, so he's very, he's very <laughs> yeah. hot. He said he'll run 1,400, so he, he, well, that, he obviously okay. likes the horse. So that was going to be my next question. Do, do you boys, I mean, if, if he went to 1,400, would you be quite keen to follow him in or would you want to see him do at the seven furlongs what he did on Saturday? Oh, it all depends on the makeup of the field and how, he's, how he keeps continue to mentally come right. So I, if he went to 1,400 next time, I'd, it all depends what class, but I, I doubt whether he's going to lift him to 1,400 this prep. Um, he doesn't need to. Yeah. He doesn't need to. That's right. He, he, he while he's destroying fields like that um, at twelve hundred meters, you know, running good time. Why not keep him there? What do you think of him, Mate, Yeah, yeah. No, I like him very much. And uh, he actually, you know, even though he was he's down the, the time, so he just kept running through the line anyway. So uh, no, he's a he's a really you know good developing horse. And uh, you know, I think. Uh, you mentioned he's going to the Luskin Star, I think, isn't he, next? Is that, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that was... That, that, that'll be at Rose Hill on the Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rose Hill. And, and, I mean, it's, you know, just timing-wise, it seems to have been a good springboard to, to you know, good sprinters uh, on their way through the grades. 
Yeah, well, yeah, well thirteen hundred tr- as well. So that's another yeah. little test for him. Yeah, and the horses like trekking, and you go back Trek. through that field yeah. and Victorum and and uh, a lot of progressive springs. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he could have. Yeah, so all those there's a pattern there, and all these trainers are, <clears throat> are pattern trainers now. Trainers, they see yeah. these good horses going through their classes and what races to run them in to yep. see if they're going to shape up. So if he comes out and wins the Luskin Star, you can you can start talking about him in. Um, you know, with some, some some high you know aims ahead. Yeah, we've got Russell on the line. Morning, Russell. Uh, good morning. I've just got a short, quick question. What's happened to Linda Meach? Has there been Meech. a mention of her, and she hadn't ridden for about six months. Linda Meach has had a baby. That's what Linda Meach has done. Um, oh, she's a mum. Okay, <laughs> that's a good enough reason. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I don't think there's any real plans for her to come back to riding, but uh, yeah, that's where uh, she ventured off to. Oh, that's with Mark. There hasn't Mark, been any Mark. mention on the like I watch seventy Channel seventy eight quite often for all the Melbourne races, and there hadn't been a mention. Mm. So yeah, not well, only the yeah. young cults that are going off to stud early. There's a couple of very, very well-performed mares okay, thanks very much. that have gone as well. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, that Mark Pegas is her partner, isn't Is that yes. correct, yep. Tino? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Beautiful. Yeah. He's still training? He is, yeah, because yeah. Linda originally had the dual licence and then with the training and riding, and then uh, I think she's given up both licences and Mark's got the trainer's licence, yep. We've got uh, Fireman Jim on the line. Morning, Fireman Jim. Oh, good morning. I've just got a question to your panel. The other day I backed a horse and Tommy Berry got, um, he won, but his over-excessive use of the whip and got fined. And then the other day, one of the other jockeys, he got fined by the stewards and the excuse Tommy Berry, they used for Tommy Berry, not uh, the protest not being, uh, the race being taken off Tom Berry was... In the stewards' eyes, they didn't believe that the the use of the whip improved the horse's running. Then about a week ago, one of the jockeys got fined. He finished fifth. And in the stewards' opinion, if he'd have used the whip, he could have improved and finished maybe third or fourth. To me, I had a good bet against Tommy Berry. I don't understand how, in one opinion, it can be the whip hasn't improved the horse. And yet, in another one, the, l- the lack of use of the whip was going to improve the horse. I just want to ask the panel what they think of this. I know the whip, whip rule is very stupid, but I just I can't understand it now. And I've been punting for 55 years. Mm. You're not one out in the quality there. Yeah, yeah it's... Um now, without having the individual case, I, I, I can't really comment, but maybe they've, they've chipped someone that may have dropped their hands um, while not riding the horse out to the line rather than the whip, I would suggest. Um, but there's, they've got a grid in place for jockeys as far as how much, how many times they hit them and how much they can find them. They keep a record. There is, there is a, a grid in place because I asked that question. Do they just, you know, just because Tommy Berry gets fined ten and and, yeah. and James McDonald gets fined five thousand, why 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 did that happen? And someone did explain it to me. There is, you know, the, their record and how many times they've got a a number on between between ten and eleven and eleven and twelve um, times is is a big difference. So, so and then the next one you get suspended. I, I don't exactly know the real grid. We might be able to explain that one day, but that's what happens in Sydney anyway. All right, thank you very much, Fireman Jim. We've got David on the line now. Morning, David. How are you going? Going well. Um, Dean, I think the biggest disappointment for me on the weekend was um, Bassan. I mean, I've been talking him up. You know, last winter, he went right through the winter. He, you know, ne- never ran w- worse than second right through the winter and then won the Bart Cummings and ran fifth in the Melbourne Cup. And I thought after the Easter Cup, you know, I thought it was a great second to Hangman. You know, he carried a lot, gave the, a lot of weight and... Um, they ran blistering time, and Hangman came out and ran fairly well on Saturday, but Passan, um, what do you think? Um, Eustace and Ma and Eustace sort of didn't have an explanation. They were just, seemed a terrible run for a horse that was a Melbourne Cup, you know, aspirant. Yeah, it was, as you said, it was totally out of keeping with his form uh, yesterday, per Sandy. I mean, I think the winner's a really good horse. I don't think we should underestimate that, but it, even so, with the run he had, he should have run second, and he didn't. He ran fourth. 
Uh, it's been a bit of a bogey race, that race, for the last two years for horses off the Melbourne Cup. Last year, the Melbourne Cup winner, Vow and Declare, got beaten in that race easily at uh, Flemington. So whether, you know, um, often, you know, we've seen the successful horses that go from year to year and the Melbourne Cup only have a very light preparation, one run, maybe two. Maybe the third run in really does flatten them, and we saw it with Vow and Declare last year and maybe Persan yesterday because uh, um, he raced terribly. I think there's a bit of a smoky. Dan, I don't know what you think. Um I mean, in the long, um, Wallace Horse, um, Mohican Heights for the Cups. What do you think? Uh, long range. I mean, he's he's only an emerging stayer, but what what do you think of him going forward? Yeah, the- yeah. I just wonder if he'll keep developing through the spring and maybe a Sydney Cup next autumn or something like that. But yeah, he's he's getting yeah you know, he's getting better and stronger every time he steps out, and he looks better every time he steps out too. And and Duff, just one thing. You know, we're talking about the Oil Aid Stakes. Mm-hmm. I back Mark Crusader. You know, a bit disappointing, you know, you lose your money. But I think at the moment, I think the thing, we've got just so many good horses at the moment um, going around. The carnival was so good. But except for maybe, you know, the Adiv and Very Elegant, we probably haven't got any, you know, out-and-out superstar. And, you know, sometimes when, when horses are just good and aren't great, you you know, barrier draws and things, there's always excuses. You know, Winks would have run, obviously, from anywhere and other great horses. But when... When you when the horses are just good top class horses and not champions, you've just got to sometimes live with there. There'll be excuses. Yeah, we've got to put up. We don't have champions all the time, and sometimes it's it's not bad because it does. Um, you know, there's no winks of black caviars around to dominate these wait for age races and and sprints and whatever. And and but uh, yep, they're good genuine uh, wait for age types like Colding's won three or four Group Ones and. And Cascadian's a Doncaster winner. Savitiano has been a marvellous mare with multiple Group 2s and a Group 1. So it's it's even at the top at the moment. Is that another reason we're getting bunched finishes in these wait-for-age races? And usually the winner is the is the horse that just gets the right run because there's nothing really between them. Yep, yeah, that's why, no why we start with that's why we start with the maps. Yeah, we'll take a we'll take a break, guys. Uh, on punters post mortem, continue the calls thirteen fifty three fifty three. If you've got a question for our panel, North Pacific, what a weapon! I remember the first time when I saw North Pacific, you just went wow. North Pacific won the up and coming. It was like a barrier trial. He comes to the outside, North Pacific. He's the real deal, the brazen Bocock. The Golden Rose, well, that certainly showed that North Pacific was a genuine Group 1 horse. Ole Kirk, North Pacific, stride for stride. We've always had two really good colts. He uses class. Go to Newgate and have a look for yourself. Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your winter workwear gear. We stock all the big brands like King G, Hard Yakka, Steel Blue, FXD and Cat with a massive range of shirts, pants, jumpers, jackets and work boots. Need a fresh look for your business? We'll look after you with our custom branding service. Come in store or we'll come to you. Open seven days and now till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. From suits to boots, we've got you covered. The Hawkesbury Guineas 2014. At Katie's Cove is darting through with Chautauqua at the 50. Chautauqua from Katie's Cove. Chautauqua, McDonald and Hawks again. The Hawkesbury Gold Cup 2019. It's Arcademus in front. Tom Melbourne tries hard. He's going to lay it down to Arcademus late. Arcademus clinging on and Arcademus leads her out to win the cup. Hawkesbury standalone meeting. The Gold Cup, the Guineas, the Crown and the Gold Rush. This Saturday on Sky Sports Radio. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome back to Sky Sports Radio on this Monday morning, the 26th, wherever you're listening around New South Wales. Good morning to you. Punters post-mortem with Ron Doversey, Dean Lester, Glenn Munsey and Dave Stanley. Let's get to the calls again. We've got Bill on the line. Morning, Bill. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Um, how are you all? Very good, good mate. Yeah. I've been a professional punter for 28 years in Australia and uh, I'm a little bit... Uh, uh, I can't... I, I just don't know what's happened on the weekend in regards to... The first race with Mr. Bowman uh, going for a run that clearly wasn't there. Uh, he's clipped the heels, uh, knocked a couple of horses over. His, his, his mount has fallen over, subsequently been destroyed. And the stewards, there's no... Well, whilst he put a case forward that 
he felt there was a run and there was momentum of the other runner. I can't see any difference to something that perhaps Nash did a month ago uh, with Avilius at Rose Hill. He, uh, he went for a run trying to slice through the field there. Um, it was heavily backed and uh, he got the run and uh, unfortunately didn't win the race, but uh, he copped, uh, uh, he was suspended for a month. The whole of the championships, looking at the replays, gentlemen, I just wanted your opinion. I, for the life of me, cannot see too much difference between uh, the two attempts to extricate the horse and, and give it some clear running. And in fact, uh, gee, I, 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 it's, it's one of the most shocking rides I've seen by a professional top rider in the last quarter of a century. Yet the stewards, uh, there's, there's no mention of... He needed to be reprimanded, an inquiry needed to be open, and I felt he needed a suspension. I mean, you know, let's look back at last year. He copped a suspension uh, uh, when uh, during the Atkins fall, and I don't want to go there, but that was a terrible, terrible attempt to uh, uh, to extricate his horse and get the run. I just want to know what your feelings are with the effort of the stewards in, uh, in talking about the incident. I think they should have done more. I'll be very interested to see what you gentlemen think. Um, I think I've, I think you're wrong. I, I think there was a racing incident where one horse was ridden back in the field, ready to pounce, and had a lot of. And, and when he went to make his move on the horse, the horse really picked up, and then all of a sudden, missed as the red icon uh, really started to drop right off quicker than expected, and. He had nowhere to go. He, so he's crashed into the heels of the um, Rothenberg, unfortunately. And it, 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 well, Rothenberg's come, hit the heels and come down. And I'm sure Bowman is not going to ride to, to make himself fall. And it, it, it was just... There was two incidents that happened at once where McDonald come out and shortened uh, a horse up and he got suspended for that. And then the other incident was when Bowman was anticipating, when when the uh, McDonald got a got got a call, he stopped coming out, and then Bowman's left with nowhere to go. Bar he couldn't stop quick enough, other than hitting hills and falling. I I don't think I, I completely disagree. He's he's not going to go and ride like that to to to, to kill himself, um, Bowman. I I just completely. It was a racing incident, unfortunately. Um, what happened happened, and it's it's part of the game. But there's no way in the world Bowman should have got suspended for bringing himself down. I I, I just don't get that one. It's um, it's very good racing. New South Wales have kept the footage up. It's a little bit disappointing. The stewards' footage is not there. That is for the other races. It would have been just nice to because you can look. It, it's a distressing incident. Uh, there's no doubt, and it'd be. Just interesting to see the, the, the head-on footage. Um, I'm certainly with you, Duff. I think there was two, maybe three different movements all in one. And, uh, you know, and Hugh chose to just come out at that stage. I think one stride later, if he stays in, everything opens up. But that's that's what happens in racing, isn't it? Yep, for sure. And I yeah, and, the, and the other point about Nashrawilla, Nashrawilla missed more time because he actually was suspended twice on the one day. On the he one day, He was suspended yeah, for, right. for yeah. Avilius for, for pushing out in that race and was also suspended on four moves ahead in the slipper. So they, they ran, they didn't run concurrently, they ran back-to-back, and that's why he missed for more, more time. I yeah. thought they handled the... I, I watched the stewards' inquiry. There's a channel we can yeah. go on. Yeah. And um, I thought they handled it pretty well. I thought they handled it pretty well. And, and, and the it, fact it, that both incidents happened basically at the same time... Yes, it, it made it Your bad. first view was the fact that there was more to it. But once you got the opportunity to watch it more often, and we did, and the people on course didn't have the advantage that we had because we asked for our, our, our truck feed to, to show us uh, the replay a couple of times, you could see that just as James McDonald sort of started to drag back off uh, the Snoop Star and it was checking, Huey had just clipped the heels of Red Icon in front of him. And they Punters were two are completely a... separate did, things. Did you Punters see a back-on a... shot? No, no. Head-on shot, yeah. And it, yeah. yeah. And the back-on would have been an interesting shot as well. Yeah, well, the stewards have got... You know, Punters yeah, they've got all of that at They've got all the angles. They can see everything. You know, at first, Punners are a, 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 a wild moment. I can understand that I'm part of them uh, on occasions, <laughs> on a spur of the moment. But, um, you know, straight after the race, everyone's yelling, oh, I'm, uh, 
James McDonald's is going to. He's brought Bowman down. Someone wanted, a couple wanted to tell me that, and and it was just two different incidents, and, and yeah. it happens in racing. Uh, Futex here. Stewart's so reports the, a really good read there too. Yeah, it, it, it explains it very well. Well, the, so the stretch that Huey got was for Port Louis in the Champagne. Exactly. That was yeah. Well, he came out yeah. very, yeah, very abruptly yeah. there. Um, and just uh, on a on a note, I I've never never had it before, fellas. Where I've been watching a race, I'm sure people that have got partners riding, but uh, heart skipped a beat there in that first because poor old Andrew Atkins was on the snooper star, and that yeah. all happened in front of him. And I tell you what, I've oh mate, that was. Um, yeah, he's all right, but uh, yeah, shame for connections too. And look, even Joe Cleary put something out on social media about uh, the horse and obviously you know, Hugh and their good mates, etc. So thanks for your call, Bill. Uh, let's talk about that champagne stakes. Um, let's talk about... I'll come to you here, Glenn, because I heard you pre-race and I even had Larry open and, and I could see the, the syndicates keep backing it. Uh, Port Louis, I think. What what price was it Friday morning when we did Punters Panel? It was still double figures, wasn't it? Twenty three dollars, Dave. I could give you the yeah. flux. Monday morning it was twenty six dollars. Wednesday morning it was thirty four. Thursday morning it was twenty six. Friday morning it was twenty three. Saturday morning it was fifteen. Uh, by the time we were doing the preview on the radio, it had been into eleven because this preview for this race happened around about quarter to nine. Uh, then it was ten. Was back to eleven when we did the preview for Sky Thoroughbred Central at ten a.m. And then, uh, you know, when the NOP sort of takes over, 7.57, And I can tell you, we stood one out there at the death. Uh, it was into 5 and 4.80 most places. They held it there at 5.50 and said, do you want some more on it? Uh, they were very, very keen to give it a good stand, and they did. What did you make of the race? Um, Duff, uh, Captivan, obviously good. Are you going to follow this Port Louis? Oh, Yeah. He's a really nice horse. Um, I think on Thursday night I said I wouldn't let him go around at $34 and I didn't. And then by the time they jumped, I was cursing I didn't take it. Uh, but he he he's always had a bit of a rap on him in his first two starts and he went from 11 to 1200. So I suppose the marketplace looked oh, a mile, you know. Um, he, he, he This is not his race, but he's, he's certainly a very talented horse and... Uh, not a lot went right for him there. He, I don't know if he trains on for a JJ Atkins or not, but he's certainly a, a horse to follow there. And, you know, some may say it's not a strong Champagne Stakes. They they run pretty fast time, and he, you know, just because maybe we thought, oh, Animo beat these horses up, so it's a weak race. Um, I'm not sort of on that side of the fence. I think it's still uh, it's still all right this form, and he's um, he's the horse I'm going to take out of it. All right. Dino, what did you make of it? And that, obviously, where Huey did get the stretch from, from coming out abruptly, that, that sort of knocked maybe the stuffing out of him as well? Oh, yeah. He had to stop and, and, and pick up again. And as Duff said, he was going from, uh, you know, uh, 1,200 to 1,600. He probably needed everything to go right. And uh, the, the loss of momentum he had, uh, you can see it in the sectional time breakdown, that, uh, you know, the 400 to the 200, he really slowed to the average and then picked up again. So he did a very good job, Port Louis. He's a, a really nice horse. He won a trial, or he trialled at Cranbourne about oh, seven or eight weeks ago and have been following him all the way through. We haven't collected yet, but I heard uh, Kieran Ma say that, yeah, that certainly the JJ Atkins is a, is a, a strong option. All right. Um, what about Captivant and, and, and obviously Halal? Let's go back and talk about um, the winner. Obviously, Captivant very good on that dry deck. I think that's the key: the dry de- deck and the inside draw. So he's been getting being dragged back from wider draws, and not much has gone right for him with the softer tracks. And he when he's when he set up, he's he had a little bit of a boom on him when he won his first start on a dry track. So this is the first dry track he's had since. This is the best map he's had since. I thought it was a beautifully well judged ride as far as not getting involved in chasing too early on a horse that, if there was a little question mark, it was finishing right off at the mile. So everything went to the script, which I think that's how the script had him. And Halal um, was, you know, that they run right up to their their sire's run. So he that was the form. I think we all agreed going into the race that was the form, and it stood up, converges, had a good little preparation. The Queenslander overachieved. I've been there. He'll go home and probably go for that J.J. Atkins path again. And of nice the others... Me, Dad, I like... Uh, he's a, 
East Tuffles. East Tuffles. Yeah. yeah. All the others on that pace dropped off. He he kept at it right to the line. No, he's he's a he's done a really good job. He's so tough all the way through. All right. Uh, now we've got a couple of questions here on the text line. Now, just in relation to uh, Queensland. Um, so, Pikey, uh, the punters want to know firstly, Willie Pike, what's happening with uh, the lockdown in Perth and whether that yeah. will affect him. Well, maybe. I mean, he, so what is he booked? Do you know he's booked to ride at the Gold Coast meeting? Yeah, he's riding stars. 50 stars in the Hollandale. Uh, I spoke with Dale Verhagen on Saturday night, and uh, yeah, like it's all all dependent on on yeah what quarantining uh, is required in the next few days. So uh, we'll know more probably by about Wednesday, I'd hope. And he's in Adelaide this weekend coming. Uh, he's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's so a he's often filly in the. Australian Oaks. Flex, yeah, flexible. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I don't know how that uh, how that's going to play out because the uh, North Melbourne footballers that uh, played mm. in Perth on Saturday, have had to, they flew home into 14 days isola- home isolation. So, Well, okay. All right. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. Um, a couple of texts here about uh, the run of Victorum and what you thought, boys. I thought it was excellent. Um, I thought it was excellent. Obviously, he'd bounced back from that cardiac arrhythmia at his previous start, which horses do, and he made really, really nice ground late there when they've really zipped home. So he's back in business, I think. He, he'll go to Queensland and be at the top of his uh, top of his game. I, I don't know whether he runs, um, if there's anything else in Sydney in these next couple of weeks at these provincial meetings, but... Whatever Jen does with him, he is going to be at the top of his game at his next two starts. I think she's got him back. Yeah, okay. good rating race, and that race. Yeah. Um, Outback Barbie, yeah, very good. Um, they, they went very steady early, but, geez, they picked up the speed from about the 800. It was a real, you know, very fast finish. All right. Uh, before we just take a break here, just a couple of um, thoughts from the three of you on Zaki. Uh, moving forward, paths of glory was on the. I was on in that uh, twenty five hundred meter race where he did a mountain of work, dropped off on the on the Zaki and just kept kicking with paths of glory. What did you make of the run, Duff? Of Zaki, yeah, I yeah. think he get. I think he gets a pass mark. He's, you know, he he did have fifty nine there, up six kilos, and paths of glory is one tough customer. So, I it's nice to see him. Although he didn't win, put two together. So I'm not. I'm not giving up on him. I think um, that'll toughen him up for next time, and I still think he's in the Doom and Cup picture. Okay. Dino? Yeah, absolutely. He did a fair bit of work from the 800 to the 400 to get into the race and think just peaked on his run. Paths of glory. I just didn't know if he'd be able to come off that tough race, but he, he certainly didn't. And Hangman's having probably his best ever preparation. Uh, brought the Melbourne form up and, and ran well, but uh, no, I'm not dropping off Zaki. I think uh, he's a, you know, a big chance in the uh, the Doom and Cup. Whether he needs another run in the Hollandale or goes straight in. What'd you make of it, um, Munns? Uh, let's hope we get to lame as short as we uh, got to lame again on Saturday. Uh, still, to me, to, to you know, get past two thousand metres, he's yet to win past seventeen hundred metres. His run definitely peaked there, probably at the seventy-five metre mark and was held. But he, he's got to stretch out uh, now if he's going to be competitive in the Doomben Cup. All right, we're going to take a break on punters post mortem. When we return, we'll take your calls uh, as well. Thirteen fifty-three fifty-three is that open line number. Like Loz's Multi, does your punters club need all the help it can get? Get sticky on the punt with Sticky Wings and let them sponsor your punters club with free chicken wings every week. Just register your details at stickywings.com.au, let them know your pub or club, and the Sticky crew will be in touch to get it all sorted. Sticky Wings, the official chicken wing sponsor of punters clubs in pubs and clubs everywhere. Register at stickywings.com.au. The new Pazload Frame Master is still the lightest tool in its class. Now with quicker, easier nail loading, longer fan cycle for improved performance and slip-proof grip for greater comfort. I'm making it with Pazload. Reliability, comfort, performance. Walking regularly to school is a great way to exercise. Friday, 14th of May is National Walk Safely to School Day. And remember, active kids are smarter kids. Find us at walk.com.au, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters Postmortem. 
Yeah, welcome back. Uh, we're taking your calls on 1353 53. Uh, so give us a call or send a text in. There's plenty of texts uh, coming in. Um, Senor Toba, another one here. This is the Frank Packer plate. Um, gee, $26. Very rarely you see Waller and Huey going around on a $26 chance. And, um, well, this just blew them away, Duff. Yeah, well, he, we didn't know much about him. I, um, he... He, I think he went, on, he went on a race at Mooney Valley, did he? Um, he did, yeah. He ran really well at Sale and then he won at the Valley, yeah. Yeah, so we only got, got a look at him on a heavy track where he was 40 to 1 and did nothing. But, um, boy, he, he, he I love the way he settles. I love the way he relaxes. He's got a beautiful rhythm on him. And um, I'd like to see him again. Um, so, I... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It's easy to say, there's your Derby winner, but let's just see him next time and assess him after that. But lovely, lovely rhythm on him. He's a lot to like about him. Dino, when you saw him down there in Melbourne, did, you know, and I remember, I think that day he got out wide at Sale, didn't he? Um, yeah. On a very heavy track and then went to the Valley. I mean, do you, do you expect him to do something like that on Saturday? Is he, from what you've seen in Melbourne? Or is that I didn't know if he... I didn't know if he was quite ready to do that. Uh, I've always thought he's a really good talent and uh, wasn't a strong race he won at the Valley, but uh, he maintained a really good gallop that day and uh, he went in pretty light with that uh, preparation because he'd only had the one run since January and uh, it was a very good win. So, I mean, he's you know, he's a real Queensland derby chance because you'd think he'd only improve, he'll relax. The actual figures in that race were very, very good. Um, I, I think he's uh, he's right in the race like the Queensland Derby. Perfect timing for him. All right. Munns, what price is he in the Queensland Derby now? Uh, he's around market. about $9, I think you'll find, Dave. Once again, a pre-noms market here. He went up, I yeah. think he went up around about 15 uh, What price is he now? In fact, no, he's into $6 now. He's been averaged out at $10. Yeah, I think he went up about 15 in this pre-noms market. He's $6 equal favourite now with Explosive Jack. Now, how do we pronounce this, Dean? You told me the other day, Licaro l- 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 or...? Uh, no, no. Uh, I, well, Matt Hill told me and then he retold me. It's uh, because the owners actually, <laughs> they typed out the email wrong. It's Licuro, as in Licuro. Licuro with an O on the end. Lakiro. Lakiro. It's Senor Tober and Young Verda all at $6 there. And uh, if anyone can help me win the actual nominations for the feature races in Brisbane, I've been searching this Racing Queensland website for the last 17 it's minutes. It's beauty, isn't it? And yeah, good luck all with I that. want to take you to is either the dining packages yeah. or what to wear when you get <laughs> to the races. Yeah, uh, there's nothing there friends. that actually tells you when the nominations. I'm now going to go into the, uh, the physical calendar uh, to see whether I can find it. But you'd no, think, you know, if you're a major yeah, racing carnival, they tell you when the noms were. Yeah, there's a little little portal that says noms, but it, then you can't get anywhere past it. Right. Um, I've been trying that one. All right. Uh, Mark's on the line. Morning, Mark. Morning, boys. How are we? Very good, mate. What have you got for us? Mate, a couple of horses are racing on the weekend that I'm interested to find out uh, where they're going to running in these future races. The thing that won the last race in Brisbane on Saturday, a very good horse caller name was Skins, was David Van Dyke. I don't know if any of you blakes saw the run, but for a horse that's first time over that distance, um, dropped back in the race. Uh, yes, it was a soft sort of run with plenty of speed, but just the way he takes the line, and I see the TABs there, you know, sharpening up for the strap break. Um, the reason also I liked him was the fact that Ryan Mulaney was going to ride him. He was in the steps to ride him, and then uh, he obviously couldn't make the 55. And Jimmy Byrne rode it. So, opinion on that. And Dino, one for you. The last race yesterday, the horse that should have won the race, um, I think he's nominated for the um, Derby in Adelaide, but he's not nominated or was not in the pre noms for, for, for Queensland. Horrifying. Because it certainly was horrifying from the point of view of, unfortunately, he lost the race. He's uh, unlucky. Well, he, he, he does. I mean, he drew wide and he ran well. He just does a bit wrong. Uh, yeah, he may follow the path of his size shocking and go to the Queensland Derby. He won't be. He wouldn't go 1,700 to 2,500 to the South Australian Derby, but Queensland uh, might be his go. Um, That's what I'm asking for him, but That's what I'm just ringing about the Queensland Derby. Yeah, well, I can't help that. Uh, we've just been talking about that. So. Yeah, Skins' um, next run will be in the BRC sprint. Rightio. Um, I was just, I thought I, I thought I'd found where the pre noms where the when the noms come out, but I I can't. Uh, yeah, well, oh, yeah, man, yeah, no. yeah. Julia Sumner Miller and anyone that can split an atom, you know, it might have a better chance than us. Mm.
Yeah. We've got uh, Robin on the line. Morning, Robin. Morning. How are you, Dave? Very good, mate. What's your question? Uh, Cascadian, it was uh, surprised me uh, just, uh, the other day. Uh, back then in the Doncaster, I uh, was lucky. Uh, got held up and got out. And Saturday, I did the same thing. I didn't back him because I thought maybe it's too short for him. I'm just wondering how far can this horse go? Can he go like... 2,000, uh, I'm not sure what the uh, good, uh, best distance for this, this horse runs all, all distances. Yeah, I think obviously the miles is best distance, um, but he, you're right, he can he can be tried at 2,000. He, he showed he's very competitive at 14. I think he's a, a different horse, this preparation. He's been very slow and he's much maligned, but... Uh, we all had him down as, a, you know, at best on wet and probably a mile handicap where he gets in light. But he went to that wait for age on a dry track there on Saturday and, you, and did get held up for a stride. He's, he's really in a good, a good place at the moment, Cascadian, and he's yet to run bad this whole preparation. So maybe they've got him where they want him. Don't know whether they, they'd continue on and treat him as a Brisbane um, maybe they will um, go to Brisbane with him or uh, treat him as a spring prospect. I don't know what they're going to uh, do with him. Landing as well, close it, as he did on Saturday will make it easier for him, won't it? It'll make yeah. it a lot easier for him, but he yeah. did have that inside he, draw. Yeah. And he, he's very versatile. He goes both ways, like in Melbourne way and Sydney. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a beauty. It's such a marvel, that horse. Uh, anyway, one uh, little question about Legionnaire. Um, I uh, had him in my multi with uh, interpretations, and I thought I had the race one, uh, 200 meters to go. But uh, last time he ran, he got held up behind. This time he took him to the front. Uh, was that the right, his right pattern of racing, uh, leading or legionnaire? Did you say? Yeah, sorry, I yeah, just cut out there for a second. Yeah. Legionnaire. Legionnaire, Legionnaire yeah. in the last on Saturday. Um, I was surprised it led, uh, and it doesn't run 1,600. So, um, mm. you know, I think uh, try him back to, to 1,400 and, and maybe, uh, yeah, look, he, he, he wasn't beaten far. He was beaten less than half a length, but he's a much better 1,400-metre horse, I think. Speaking of that last race, there's a text here about uh, your thoughts on Duke of Plumpton and do we just bet up at the, the bull? Yeah, 1,700 metre race next Tuesday. Like a pre non market, if you wouldn't mind, Muns. Uh, yeah, they're the, easy uh, at the Bull Dean. So yeah, it's 1,700 pre. <laughs> that's right, there'll be 80 entries. Uh, but uh, he'll be, uh, that's where he'll go, I would say, next Tuesday. And uh, he'll be awfully hard to beat. He, uh, he was struggling to get clear. He took a little bit of balancing yeah. up and in the last 50 he charged to the line. Okay, and uh, while we've got you as well, another dollar. Your thoughts there at uh, at big odds? Oh, good run the other day. Uh, you know, Yonkers bolted in, but uh, another dollar was very good. Uh, I don't know where Peter Moody's going to go with uh, her, but uh, she's ready to win a race. I don't know if uh, she might even head down to the bull for the uh, the Warrnambool Cup because, uh, or or if she's Brisbane bound, uh, she's been there before, of course, winning the Premier's Cup last year. Um, I think uh, Moods has got her going well. Yeah, I think they bought her to go to studs, so it'll be rush, yep. rush with her. Uh, so yeah. she, she would have been wound up, ready to go for a, a couple of quick runs, you'd think. Yep, yep. They've got a bit of time Beautiful. to still do something with her. Yep. Uh, Kurt's on the line. Morning, Kurt. G'day, Dave. How are you, boys? G'day, Kurt. Good on you, boys. Hey, Ron, just a quick one. Um, I was out with some pretty intelligent um, people last night, pretty late, and so... They're all intelligent, late night, Kurt. Everyone's intelligent. No, that's what you think, Ron. Civilised, <laughs> sensible, sensible human beings, Ronnie. Oh, okay. I just want to say, Ronnie, um, and, and look, I, I sort of, I didn't want to take the view. My girlfriend was looking at me because I was out to dinner with these people and... Um, and I stayed quiet because I didn't want to make sure I gave him the position that I, find I that, how I know. Sorry, Ron? I find that very hard to believe you stayed quiet, mate. No, what I mean was I didn't want to get into the argument because straight away I know the way the tact they would have took. With horse racing, Ron, mm. the cut through is not getting through. I didn't even bother to start. I just preferred to stay back and listen to it all and just watch it like I don't know anything about racing. 
But gee, Ron, oh, like that's why I emphasize at the beginning: it's sensible human beings. So if you, you're not 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 dolts anyway in a nutshell proper human civilized human beings and the perspective of racing ronnie oh unbelievable right like the cut through a quarter of the way it's getting through ron and i'm not stupid you're not going to you're not going to convince everyone or whatever but even the the minuscule things that that are truths that that are truths um aren't getting through they take those as um you know it's unbelievable ron and don't tell me you haven't met people like that ron uh yeah i'm just trying to follow the um, the gist with it uh kurt but well, uh, i think if you went out with a group of racing people you wouldn't get a lot of cut through about yeah. art either mm. oh, oh sure. you know what kurt, David, hey. perfect, Dean. don't worry about that sorry if you yeah. hey. intrude what i was saying i'm just hey, saying kurt. They haven't, they haven't lived, mate, because they haven't been full of ink, uh, Baxing, Maxing, Guyon, somewhere in Chantilly at two in the morning, so they can uh, have boring well, lives. I've got a couple car. of internationals for Kurt, actually. For Oh, okay. Well, go. Dino, here we go. Uh, well, I'll go to you first here, Dino. Give Kurt your internationals. Kurt, write these down and you can fire back. If you've He's got probably something. already all, all over them. The thousand guineas next week, Kurt, you, have you got one for that? Uh, no, I haven't. But I saw. I have. I'm sifting through them. But no, I haven't got my San, choice. San, Santa, Bar- Santa Barbara. Yeah, that's in my choices. Yep, and the uh, the English Derby. No, I haven't. I have to sift through them. But I've seen. Okay, the... Bol- Bolshoi Ballet. Oh, that's the one that's on top for me so far. Well, have you have you already have you got markets? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I have. Have you got markets for that last one, Dean? Uh, no, I, I think hi, I think high dev. High definition's favourite, isn't it? I think, but Bolshoi Ballet's about third. Hang on, favorite, I've got breaking news. Favorite. I've found the Brisbane racing calendar, and I can well, tell I you where some of the dogs are for the Brisbane winter features. They've just Hang on, on I, I, had to, I just had to click on the bridges on riser to get through to it. Did you have to do that, Muns? No, no, I went the other way. I went the other okay. way. But I can, I can tell you, Tuesday, May the fourth, is Tuesday. nominations for the uh, the Brisbane features: Oaks. Stratty, Oaks, Derby, uh, the like there. I'll go back and uh, go back to Sorry, Mans. Hey, I'm come to wait for it. That's all. <laughs> Sorry, Kurt. I've, I've, I'm, I'm in Australia at the moment, not He's overseas. Distracted. No, Mans. Can I cheers for cheers for putting those markets up directly the next day? I've got scrumptious prices uh, for the South Australian Oaks, the Queensland Oaks. That actually come out on Wednesday. So don't tell me no one listens uh, to the show, uh, Mans. Yeah, I prefer cash, Kurt, not praise. If that's all right with you. You're all right. I'll catch you tomorrow when I give you that. Yeah, I'll be waiting by the letterbox. Yeah. Dino? Yes, Kurt? I've already got my SA Derby horse, as you know, but just to see if I can get Who's a Who's your SA out. Derby horse again? Sorry. Deep Strike. Oh, yeah, no luck Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I- I'm not sure it would have won. I'm pretty sure it would have no. come second. Yeah, but I D- think so. Yeah, Dino, um, just for a chop out, do you know if Spooning's going there? I backed it last, the other, when was it? I can't remember. Yeah, last, I don't know if, I don't know ago, if it 20- is. Do you? Yeah. No, I don't know if he is. He, he'd need to have probably a run this week if he's going to. I don't know if uh, they might run out of time there with him. That's what I thought, but I thought not even have a shot at it. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm not sure there, Kurt. Uh, no, let's crack a deal's my little chop out there for you in the yeah. derby. Yeah, yeah. And Dino, one other one that I'm wondering if it was going to make its way over SA. I'm not sure if you've seen this one. A two-year-old maybe a month ago at, at uh, where was it, um, Ballarat. Now, yep. sorry with the pronunciation, Dosher, D O U E R. Yes, we gave it our best bet on the Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, it, it uh, is a. Uh, I don't know where it's going. It's owned by the the Tates, uh, Patrick Payne, in the tie the knot colours. I don't know where it's going. It's a. Uh, it's a very good filly. Yeah, that's. Do you think Paddy's saving it or? Yeah, I don't know where it was. A wet track and it was tailed off and it just rounded them up and won easily. Uh, I don't know where it's going, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. That's for sure. Beautiful. Thanks for that, Kirk. Um, now, what's happening with Steinem? Is it Steinem? That's how you say it. Steinem's in the Australasian Oaks that day. Yep. Yeah. yeah, she's hey. all systems go for the Oaks. Yep. Yeah. Are you? Uh, have you got a, a, an Oaks thought at this early stage? I mean, would she be in your top top five? Yeah, um, I'm just trying to look up Dosher, but I've got to click how many sidewalks are on this thing. Yeah, the paths. Uh, the how paths. bad is it? Uh, is, would Steinem's uh, stable name be Gloria? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Um, 
Yeah, um, Steinem's my top pick for the Oaks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she, uh, I'd love her to draw a bit better barrier than the other day, but uh, I, I think uh, when you look back at that meeting too, that nothing really made ground out wide like she did. It was it was an enormous run. All right, and then just um, uh, just on back to Huey because Huey's going to get that stretch. Uh, does that mean that he won't be able to ride um, Mugger Two in the Doomben Cup? I think he'll be, back by, he'll be back, yeah, by he'll be back by then. He'll be back by then. Yeah. I think he misses 17 days or something, wasn't it? 17 days. Misses the Hollandale next week, I think, is it? Yeah, so and, and, and all of those other races, Doombin Cup, Doombin 10,000, Tuesday, May the 4, the noms there. No advanced noms for a race like the Hollandale uh, and mm. that, but that, they'll, come out, that, they'll come out that week. So that's and, a very, very busy week for the team uh, yeah. next Tuesday. So all of the, the feature races, uh, nominations market for all of those Brisbane features will start next Tuesday afternoon. And the right. other thing to note, uh, I think, for those that haven't with the Queensland Carnival is the moving forward of the derby. So, like... It's it's uh, what two weeks before Stradbroke Day this year, so it's um, yeah. so that maybe those three odds can then run in the uh, Q twenty two. So you know, if you're looking at a horse like uh, Sen Tober, he probably only needs stuff probably one run now before the Derby. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, uh... and, and also, were you guys aware that the uh, the Oaks is only twenty two hundred at Eagle Farm this year? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Is there a reason for that? because oh, they did I it at Doombin was... those that that time, and they thought it was a success. I think. Okay, so they're just trying to get those sort of maybe 10 furlong fillies. That maybe can, the 2,000 fillies from the Australasian yeah. Oaks. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad um, for Yep. Yep. Um, um, for Kurt, those, those are still in work, but uh, no nominations at the moment. All right, before we get your horses to follow, boys, uh, just want to get uh, your thoughts yesterday uh, from watching. I know you're big fans of HK, uh, Golden 60. Um, and do you think that we'd ever see it get on the plane out here and would you like to see it in Australia? Oh, we'd all we'd like to see an unbeaten horse in Australia. Geez, there's not much not much depth to that 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 grade he's racing in in Hong no, Kong at the moment. Not. Leave me. I, I hate this. I, I, you don't know how good they are until they're beaten, is my old saying. But I think he's a bit overrated to be calling him a world champion. It's a real fishbowl at the moment. The last winner is the horse to follow uh, at Hong Kong last night. It's a, a Sacred Falls horse of um, John oh, Johnny Sizes. Size. Yeah. Size, yeah. yeah, he's a good horse. All right, uh, Blake Shin could be the jockey to follow. There, he's, he's he's turned it all around. I think he's yeah. um, five or six winners already this month. He, he never had a great deal of luck over there, Blake. He never got on the horses in the market, uh, and he, he's he's riding quite well at the moment. Still not getting a hat full of rides, but he's his strike rates very good, results. Ronnie. So his strike rates good. His POTs good. His RTIs good. ROIs. His ROI. His RBT. Going okay. And a few other things. Yeah. Uh, by the way, how are the uh, the punting plans going at the at the moment? What are they called? The staking plans, boys. How are you? How's your uh, percentages going for the year? All oh, up. Look Philo, at this, my phone account balance. It's no good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I went from Philo Mignon Saturday to um, Chuck Steak Sunday. That's all right. Oh, well, something for the subscribers next week, Glenn. Uh, what are our horses to follow? Uh, Duff, start with you. Um, I'm not going to be like Dean and pinch all Kurt's tips but uh, I'll, I'll go I'll go, I'll go uh, I say hello um, I thought she did it she is a lovely filly and I thought she did a good job stepping way up in class there on Saturday she's a good filly uh, Port Louis I think is the obvious and more profits not so sure the fence was the right place to be in the last and I thought she was excellent she's a good mare uh, so I say hello Port Louis more profits uh, Dino? Yeah, well, I had Port Louis down, so we'll, we'll share him. But uh, race one on Saturday at Caulfield, I think it'll be a good race. Uh, give me par one. It's at three wide in a small field and one. Her previous run, she'd run second to ingratiating. Uh, I don't think the Phillies have been that strong, and that might be as good a uh, filly as we've seen this season. Give me par because it ties in with ingratiating, animo, etc. And spinning, the first starter really made her earn it. So uh, I think both of those Phillies... Gimme followed strongly. Gimme power thinks going to Brisbane. Spinning, you'll see at Caulfield in two weeks. And Munns? Uh, well, we made him a, a horse to follow out of winning at Wellington and improved by winning on Saturday in the highway. A head start. I think he's pretty smart. 
when you consider he, he was uh, he jumped a grade to win there Saturday in a Class Three. And uh, Brandon Berg, well, if you missed its run on Saturday, get yourself to Specsavers or one of those places mm. there. A couple of really good lasts. He's two runs back from a spell, but in that race as well, Royal Celebration. He did a bit of work in that race there, and uh, probably a race like the Scone Cup could be his. But uh, looking be a good race, Scone. It'll be a good meeting at Hawkesbury uh, Saturday, Dave. You've got a, uh, a day there. Th- are you there Thursday and Friday or just Thursday? Uh, Thursday and Friday morning. So Thursday night at the Richmond Hotel. Uh, then Friday morning we're from the track live. This is for the Hawkesbury standalone. And then you guys are doing the Calcutta on Friday night. That's yeah, the Royal talking. Hotel at Richmond. So leave us some yep. supplies if you don't mind, Dave. And anyone wishing to Plenty. come out to the Royal Hotel at Richmond on Friday night, I- Duff and I will run you through a Calcutta for the Hawkesbury yep. Gold Cup on Saturday. I- I tell you what, boys, uh, I know you've been some flash joints in your time across the world, but what Peter Wynn and that, uh, the team have done out there at the Royal at Richmond, uh, you'll be blown away. Absolutely blown away. Uh, they've got uh, um, the, a top chef in from Aria. He was at Aria there in um, Circular Quay. He's out there, and, yeah, no, you'll, you'll be blown away. So, boys, that's been a good punters post-mortem. We'll see you later in the week. Have a great week, everyone. See you, mate. Thanks, Dave. See you, guys.